You're listening to the Virgin Radio Pridecast. Because sexuality is traditionally something that is is not spoken about, the very speaking about it makes people more visible. And that's powerful because as you become more visible, others get to see that the people they know and they love are, are this thing, and therefore this thing isn't something foreign and outside, but, but inhabited by the bodies of your daughter, your son, your mother, your sister, your postman, your butcher, your baker. But it's also, it's also difficult because when you're visible, you, you're also more vulnerable. And, and I think that's something, that's the sort of dialectic of coming out that, that really needs to be understood and, and often isn't understood enough. Welcome to Why Buy on Virgin Radio Pride. I'm Nikki Hodgson, a longtime journalist and author and a bisexual. In our last episode, we looked at the history of the bi identity, some of the myths and misconceptions attached to the label as well as why more education and representation is needed. In this episode, it's all about coming out. As we hear the stories of how and why people chose to come out as bi, and the positives and negatives associated with being more visible. Don't forget, you can listen back to this episode and all the episodes in this documentary wherever you get your podcasts as part of the Virgin Radio Pridecast channel. Well, my dad is a statistics professor, and so he was like, well, this will up your odds of meeting somebody, which is obviously like the best possible reaction, but, and honestly, he was right. Like, I started dating my partner a few weeks after, but I mean, it was, it was funny. I'm Jen Winston. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. I am a writer. My book, Greedy, Notes from a Bisexual Who Wants Too Much, and it's coming out this fall. That's me. I had such a hard time coming out, as I'm sure many bisexuals have this problem. Like, it took me, I came out when I was 30, and it was kind of like spur of the moment, kind of because I needed, I felt like I needed something on my Instagram to hold me accountable for like for dating women because I just kept trying it and then it was like hard. So I kept dating men instead and and I wanted to stop doing that for at least a little while and like give my queerness a fair shot. And then I just, the more I like learned about it and the more I was like, oh, this like bisexuality, I vibe with this ideology like so much. Like I, I learned all these reasons it took me so long to come out, like all these different stigmas that the queer community has about it. And I just, the more I learned, the more I was like, oh, this is really the identity for me. And so it's become kind of this like lens through which I look at the world essentially. The most liberating thing has been realizing that the whole idea of being greedy and confused, like those two main stereotypes, realizing that those aren't necessarily bad things, like they're actually really good things. Like being greedy means getting what you deserve and maybe more because you deserve that too. And then being confused is like, when I really thought about it, I was like, oh my God, like I'm a, I'm a bisexual Libra with ADHD. Like being confused is like my like life ideology. Like I, and it's my favorite thing about myself. Like I'm always asking questions. I'm always like weighing options. 
and trying to figure out like I try trial and error is something I like testing and learning you know I that's a core part of my person so I've come to really see those things as positives um, that's the best part for Jen she turned those nagging doubts into positives and realized that most people didn't care about her coming out it also allowed her to banish negative comments from others more easily all of the st- stuff I was worried about about being like hypersexualized or uh, told that I didn't that it didn't matter like that was entirely in my head nobody really cared as much as I did and it's it's not to say that that's everyone's scenario like of course I was very privileged and very lucky in that regard but I think sometimes even an offhanded comment like oh that's just greedy or like you're in a phase or, you know, an offhanded comment like that, especially when you're young, will just like burrow into your brain and like tell you that you're wrong. And it's like now that I am comfortable in my bisexuality, it is like the it's the best feeling. It feels so amazing to know that I don't have to change. Like I just feel like I can focus on normal things in my life again. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's. And I, that's another thing. I didn't want to come out because I thought it would be like, I thought it like wasn't a big enough deal to come out. And then when I did it, I was like, holy, like, oh my God, I feel so much better. And I was shocked at how much better it made me feel because I'd kind of been told that it didn't matter enough to even, to even do it. But I felt like this huge weight was lifted. I felt like everyone in my life knew me better and literally no one was surprised. That was exactly the same for me when I came out. In fact, I was actually surprised nobody cared more. For Lewis, he'd been trying to come out for a long time. I'd wanted to come out for ages. I have been with a guy for two and a half years. I had tried to come out and I don't know, this might resonate with a couple of people, but it was kind of like, I was living in London. My whole family was in the Midlands and it kind of felt like, well, what they know doesn't hurt them. And what I hear from a lot of other bi guys is, you know, well, I could end up with a girl anyway. What's the point of the palaver of coming out? If I then end up with a girl anyway, it was all for nothing. What basically ended up happening for me was that I started dating a girl who is now my fiance, mother of my child. And I knew from the beginning, like, this this is the real deal. Like, I was I was loving my single life. I mean, I was sleeping with everyone. It was amazing. And then I met this girl, I was like, oh no! Like, I'm gonna have to settle down, like, ugh. So that was all good. And basically, I kind of had this realization, and don't forget, like, I'd spent years wanting to come out because I was in a relationship with a guy. It took me actually being in a relationship with a girl and kind of realizing, oh my God, my entire family is going to always think of me as straight. I'm always going to have to play a straight character for them, and that's not who I am. And at that point, because I do think we try and force people out before they're ready. I wasn't really ready before, but at that point, I was like, I'm ready. Then you kind of like, you go to do it, and you just find a million reasons to back out. So what I actually did was, this was around the time I started being vocal about being bisexual. I wrote an article for Metro. It was something like 10 things not to say to a bisexual. Um, And I basically submitted it and they were like, cool, this will go live on Thursday. So I was like, right, well, I've got three days to come out to my family or they'll just read about it in the news. And it was such good motivation. I recommend it for everyone. There's no backing out. Not everyone has a newspaper column, though. So whatever works for you is still the most important advice I can give. After all, the closet isn't all bad, is it? I would say do it at your own pace. 
I would say when you know, you know, like one of the things I think we're really bad at as a, as an LGBT is being comfortable with people that want to stay in the closet. It's kind of like if people aren't going to throw rainbows and glitter around, we don't want to know. And actually when you kind of understand that the majority of bisexuals are in the closet, you, you kind of like have to understand the reasons why. Like I obviously think it's better to be out of the closet and, and to be open. And all I can really do is share my, my feelings on what, motivated me so one of them was i got bored of well not bored i got angry with playing a character can you imagine having to play a straight character for family and friends and it's like actually do you put this much effort into our relationship i don't know like you just show up at christmas anyway like you know if this is really going to be like a killer deal breaker like maybe maybe it's just the tip of the iceberg we should just be done with it now so i think that there is that that element of you kind of like like no one wants to be rejected but you kind of get over it um and you kind of like also get to the point where you're like there is nothing wrong with this because i think you kind of put that stigma on yourself sometimes you have to get to that point where you believe there is actually nothing wrong with this like if i tell someone i'm bisexual and they faint they're the weirdo not me Hi, so my name's Michael Fabricant. I started off in broadcasting and then ended up setting up radio and television stations, sold the company out and decided I'd become an MP. I did a programme for charity, for a cancer charity called First Dates. And the producer wanted me to have a gay partner uh, you know, and I'd go with a guy, and I didn't want to do that for all sorts of reasons. So he said, OK, well, we'll find a, a, a girl for you. And I said, but look, I, I want to come out as being bi, otherwise it sounds as if I'm trying to deceive the population, because I'm bi, you know, I'm not exclusively one or the other. And I did, I did the programme, and I came back to the House of Commons that had been shown, and I knew from various people that almost entire parliamentary party had watched the bloody thing. And I came back to the House of Commons and all they could comment on was the choice of woman. Yeah, nobody made any comment that I'd sort of come out as bi. It was, it was completely irrelevant. And that's great, actually, that, as I say, the parliamentary party has moved on a long way. And it's always been liberal in some respects. And uh, it's certainly liberal in that respect now. I think it's less accepted than, you know, rather like being transgender, it's less accepted than being gay. And in fact, some gay people are actually quite hostile. They, they sort of say, not to me, but they've said to other people I know, they say, oh, you're just saying that because you don't want to come out as being totally gay. Actually, personally, I don't believe people are designed to be so simple as computers are ones and noughts. And I believe that people are far more complicated than that. And there are shades of grey or a rainbow, in fact, he said, putting it in inverted commas, uh, between the one and the naught. In other words, I don't think people are, I think most people are bisexual to one degree or another. Whether they choose to do anything about it is another matter. But as I say, some people have got hang-ups, other people just don't choose to go down that route. And, you know, it's everyone's individual choice and that's how it should be. From one politician to another, Remember Mandu from episode one? She was the UK's first openly bi female politician. It can be extremely liberating to live authentically, but it's a very, very personal thing how open you choose to be 
about the kind of intimate and private aspects of your life. And so I would say, find your path, find your pace, make peace with your situation and your identity, and don't ever feel uh, that you're under any kind of pressure or obligation to come out if that's actually gonna create more turmoil and difficulty for you. Personally, I found it a massive kind of relief and advantage to have been open and honest and straightforward about my sexual orientation from the beginning. Um, I can imagine if you haven't been open from the beginning, it's a little harder because you might have to sort of backtrack and reinvent yourself. And it's a very, very personal decision as to whether you choose to do that. I will say that I think um, if you're not in any sort of personal danger as a result of making that choice, you doing so and you doing so publicly can have a hugely positive impact on young people, on other people um, who uh, feel closeted, perhaps feel the shame and stigma and taboo that surrounds their identity. And I do think being in public life, being a leader in any way is, as I said, partly about setting an example. And it's a really good, really positive um, example to set by just being real and being authentic. So I would encourage it, but it is something that everybody should do at their own pace. There's, there's no template for the right way to do this. Not at all. You're listening to Why Buy on Virgin Radio Pride. I'm Nikki Hodgson, a bisexual journalist and author. And in this episode, we're hearing coming out stories. We just heard from Michael Fabricant and Mandy Reid. Now we go from politicians to pageant queens. After all, bisexuals really are out in all walks of life. The next name I'll announce will be Oliver. In the 75th anniversary year, the winner of Miss Great Britain. I'm Jen Atkin and I am Miss Great Britain 2020 and 2021. Is Jen? So it was probably when I was around 13, 14. Um, I was quite a late bloomer in the way of I never really had boyfriends when I was younger or girlfriends. And I never really knew who I was until I had my first girlfriend when I was 13. Um, And at that point, I didn't even consider men as as something that I wanted um at the time all I'd known was was this one girl and yeah that's that's when I knew but because I just you know I had this attraction to her I I didn't realize like at the time that it, that it was a thing it was just who I was and who I liked and I've always just liked to have liked um until I, I did come out to a couple of friends at the time I've always been an open person and they were like why are you kissing girls that's really weird and now and I was like you know if you want to kiss someone you you want to kiss someone that's just how it is um and I hid it for a long long time um to myself any of my close friends knew and I mean, my, my close friends now are amazing with it and they've they've always known. And it was around the age of 14. And I think at that time as well, you know, puberty is happening and people, you know, you start seeing people kissing and whatever. Um, yeah, it was it was really strange. But then I grew up and I sort of got with boys because I thought that's, you know, what you're supposed to do. Um, I never talked to my family about it for, for quite a few years. It only t- took me until I was about... 21 to 
open up to my mum. Um, and I was scared because my mum's quite a prim and proper woman. She's very traditional. So is my dad. And I didn't tell her in real life. So I told her over the phone and she just said to me, it's all right, Jen, we've all been there. And I was like, oh, Helen, I never knew that. But she'd never, ever judged me for it. <laughs> And um, yeah, from then on, I've just sort of been quite open with it um, in life. Obviously, only recently um, in pageant life. But yeah, so I've been really lucky with my support system. I find what Jen said about her mum so interesting, especially considering I have my own bi coming out story regarding my mum. Namely, that my mum had always been quite dubious about my coming out. But eventually, when I was making a radio doc about being bi around the world, my mum decided to come out as bisexual to me in it. In fact, coming out as bisexual for me did feel a bit risky, given that I was already broadcasting to the world at the time and everyone had so far presumed I was heterosexual. I worried that I'd be over-sexualised as a result of my coming out, or not taken as seriously, or that I'd be shoehorned into only making LGBT plus programmes as a result, which thankfully didn't happen. I mean, it was very scary coming out, I'm not going to lie. Um, and I think regardless of of coming out or telling a story about something else, you know, if you put yourself in, in the limelight, you put yourself in the public eye, you're always going to get some backlash um, regardless of, of what you're talking about. Um, I obviously have had quite a few trolls coming at me, um, but I always knew that was going to happen. And for me, it was it was worth that risk. I know who I am and nothing nothing or no comments would ever change um, the way I feel and, and my sexuality is it is what it is. Yeah, I think I think the hardest part is is still that misconception that you're asking for attention. And then the other one I would say is the misconception that like everyone is bisexual. Like I've I've told a lot of people that I'm bi and they're like, oh, I have this theory that like everybody's bi. And they, they say it in a way that's intended to be like affirming, but how it ends up feeling is like, you don't need to be talking about this. Like this isn't important enough to talk about. And I think that, especially as we're seeing more and more people coming out as bisexual, which is awesome. I think that that kind of is the underlying narrative of that. It's like, oh, everybody's bi these days. Like that, that silences bi people from coming out and living our truth. Coming out is so important, but the reality is that for bisexuals, coming out is just the beginning. In fact, once out, bisexuals often face more hardship than many other LGBT plus groups, because it's so misunderstood, and partly because us bisexuals often fly under the radar. So when I was with a guy, it was, oh, don't be silly, or... You know, a lot of gay guys, I think there's a lot of stigma that comes from gay guys. A lot of gay girls would be like, oh, I used to say that. So it's, it's already like you don't believe me. And I think it's because a lot of, you know, gay guys did say that they were bisexual on the way out of the closet. And so I think that there is already that bit of animosity in the LGBT. So you've got kind of like the gay guys that don't believe you, but then you've also got the bisexuals that are a bit angry with the gay guys because, well, you were the one that made it look like a phase, but you were gay but you use it to help coming out. And there's all this internal politics. So that's one of the things. When I started dating my girlfriend, there was a lot of, he's gonna cheat on you. You'll never be enough for him. That's insane. It can't be done. It's not possible. You know, now I get kind of the jokes about, oh, when you used to be bisexual, because now, you know, I'm practically married with kids. They're like, you, bisexual, come on. 
I think there's still so many people who don't understand bisexuality. Like there's this misconception that like whenever you talk about being bisexual that you're trying to get attention. Uh, and it's like a really common thing that people say. Like I was so worried that when I came out, I was worried that people would comment like, you're just doing this for attention or like you don't deserve this. And I mean, that just goes to the general imposter syndrome that like all bi people feel because like we're not queer enough or, or we're not like straight enough. It kind of sets you up for that. But something else that I've that I've learned is like bi people have higher rates of anxiety and depression than gay or straight people. Um, and there's like a ton of stats I could like ramble off. Um, but there's this notion of bi privilege because we get to like pass quote unquote as straight. And I think that the reality of us passing as straight is that we're closeted this whole time. And that's why we have such strong mental health challenges. These mental health outcomes are documented and they can make for pretty grim reading. The reality is that once out, it's harder for bisexuals to find their tribe. There are misconceptions around the term and we're constantly having to justify the existence of the label. We spoke to activist Libby in our last episode and her views show another side to the bi-reality. We, we are just a community that is struggling as individuals and as a group. And a lot of people think that struggling makes them alone. They think no one else is feeling like this. It's only me. I need to deal with my stuff. Um, and this is not a problem for anyone else. Therefore, they don't seek out anyone to come and comfort them. They don't seek out places where they feel at home. They just assume that the community doesn't exist, which is you know, awful when you're looking for acceptance. I'm Dr. Julia Shaw, and I'm a psychological scientist and the founder of the Bisexual Research Group. I've also got a book coming out on bisexuality, which I'm really excited about, which comes out next year. I spoke with Dr. Julia Shaw about why she decided to set up the Bisexual Research Group, as well as why bisexuals struggle with their mental health more than other queer people. So I set it up because I had started to write a book on bisexuality. So the book specifically is a nonfiction book and it's trying to summarize the hidden history, culture and science of bisexuality. And so it's everything from, you know, is there a bi gene? Short answer, no. <laughs> but that's because there's not really a gay gene. There's also a talk about sort of, can you make people bi? Because there's a lot of people who have argued, you know, that like schooling, especially primary education on sex and relationships education, can make kids queer and specifically the sort of quote unquote trendy one is bisexuality. There's a whole piece of the book now on, uh, you know, whether bisexuality is a trend or chic. And it's hilarious because that's been said since at least the 70s. <laughs> the headline sort of by chic, a new sexuality emerges is, uh, is, is old. That's, that's not a new thing. And so it's interesting how history sort of repeats itself. And yet the perception is still that bisexuality is a sort of new thing that's trendy. And what if the kids choose in a couple of years that this isn't the right label for them? And what will it do to the, their mental health? And they're just the same arguments we've had time and time again. I think being queer throughout time has always been uh, potentially difficult, also depending on your home circumstances, depending on the community you grew up in, depending on your own things like religiosity, which can make it difficult to 
grapple with and come to terms with your own identity, never mind sort of living the life that you want in accordance with that identity. But I think it is inconceivably safer to be bi today than it ever has been, at least since the label bisexual has been around, which is since at least the early 1900s, possibly mid to late 1800s. A lot of people still aren't out. So a lot of bisexual people, uh, more than other um, more than other queer people, aren't out to their friends or family. They aren't out to um, the world. So whatever that means to them, so that could be to their colleagues, that can be on Twitter, that can be on you know, various platforms. Um, but bisexuals are least likely to be out. And I think that is a problem both for visibility and for yourself, because it can make you feel like you know, nobody knows this thing about you that might be quite important to you. So I think that that is another issue that ties in with mental health. And again, it ties in with loneliness. It also ties in with um, potentially, so there's been some research on things like self-harm and internalizing negativity and sort of rather than going outwards and seeking community, go turning inwards and becoming quite negative about this aspect of yourself. And so we're seeing research from this year that is showing that bisexuals are more likely to have, for example, non-suicidal self-injury. But it's, that's a really depressing fact, is that bisexuals are at a much elevated risk to self-harming compared to lots of other queer people. And that is something that we need to consider. And I think one of the reasons is that people aren't out and they're not out because they can't feel like they can't be out or because they, for whatever reason, have made the decision not to be out. And so I think if it's possible and safe for you to do so, I always encourage people to try and come out. It, I mean, for me, it was absolutely liberating and it took me 30 years, but I got there. And it's, it's, it's revolutionary and it feels revolutionary and it is politically revolutionary as well. And we shouldn't forget that. It's still important, even in 2021, 2022, uh, to come out and to show the world how many bisexuals there are and how strong we are. to all our guests in this episode for sharing their coming out stories. Coming out is seen as a simple and straightforward process these days, but the reality is that it's still incredibly difficult to tell the people we love and don't that we're different. We've heard both positive stories and of the associated difficulties we as bi people face even after we come out. The problem with our sexuality is that we're never really done coming out. My advice to anyone thinking about coming out is always to do it at your own pace and in your own time. Sometimes it might not be right or safe to come out and that's fine too. In our next episode, we take a look at the ever-evolving queer spectrum and the newer labels that might be coming in to challenge the term bisexual, as well as hear why bi-representation in the media is so important. There's this thing that happens in the media where bisexuality is often shown on screen as a behavior rather than it being named as a thing that you are. So it's always like immediately associated with sex. Like that's the only way you can like show it on screen. Like I walk in this room and I have sex with a guy. I walk in this room and I have sex with a woman. I walk in this room, I have sex with a non-binary person, which was not on TV in the 90s. Oh, like we're, we're all just like part of the same vibe, man. It's all just fluid. It's all just like, we don't need these labels anymore. You seem to be in between these two extremes of like people that can't get it and then people that think that bisexuality is an outdated concept, which is just mad. <laughs> like, how did we jump that? I'm Nikki Hodgson, and this is Why Bye, 
a distorted production for Virgin Radio Pride. <laughs>